0: So this week's parsha is Parsha's Kisisa, and we're going to learn together the Das Taira, or Birucham's Taira, on this parsha. Uh, the first pasuk, uh, one of the first pasukim in the parsha, is Re'ei Karasi B'shem, that behold, I have called by name. Betsalol ben Uri ben Chor Yehuda. B'tzala was, of course, the uh, young architect. Of the Mishkan, he was the one that designed and uh, constructed not only the, the Mishkan itself, but the Kalim and all of the woven uh, portions of the Mishkan. Rashi says, "Re'e kharasi malachti es betzal." I called by name to do my malacha betzal. kan mefarish. Ki Rashi Haisev Milas s al-Betzalo. First of all, he says that Es-Betzalo. He didn't say la malachti betzalo He adds the word s. Vagam Haisev Milas la malachti What's Rashi saying over here? Rashi says la malachti es betzalo So the Raim explains, B'nei she la Otherwise, we would think that the pasuk means kipshutai, re karasi Bishem, I called his name. That's how we would understand it simply. So Rashi has to explain it doesn't mean that I simply called his name, Bitzalal. it means that I have. Uh, called him. I have uh, summoned him to do the melach of the Mishkan. Okay, that's how the Re'em understands Rashi. Now let's see the Ramban, famous Ramban. Uv Ramban Kasav, Amar Hashem Lameisha Re'e Karasi B'Shem Umeisha Amar L'Yisrael Re'u Kar Hashem B'Shem Hashem says to Meisha Abeno Re'e. Karasi B'Shem. I have called him by name. Then Meshra, Abednego, later on in Parshat says, see, the same Lashem, but in a different tense, Reu Karasem B'Shem. Hashem called by name. V'atam. Ki Yisrael B'Mitzrayim P'ruchem Because Klal in Mitzrayim were broken and they were very uh, embittered and and completely completely uh, encumbered by the Aveda of the Chimer and the Levinim, the bricks and the mortars. So, so the Ramban points out something that's quite incredible. He says that, where were the Jews until this point? For hundreds of years, we were busy uh, with brickwork brickwork, you ever see people that lay bricks, like the uh, Teamsters Union or, uh, you know, the Bricklayers Union, there's special people that, that they are in charge of making bricks. Who are those people? Are these people Michelangelo? Are these people, uh, you know, musicians? Are they artists? No, they, they basically take a, a brick, they take a slab of, uh, of concrete, they smear it on the brick, they put it on the wall just in a certain spot. And then they do it again, and again, and again, and again, all day, every day, and that's what they do. Those are not artisans. Those are just, that's about as basic a malacha as you could do, right? It's not, obviously it takes a little bit of, uh, of effort to make it line up nicely and to be flush, but it's not fine filigree work. It's not, it's not making silver and gold and fancy uh, etchings. And all of a sudden, the same people that were assigned for hundreds of years to do this grub work of, of just uh, putting together bricks and mortar, suddenly they're building the most magnificent structure in human history. They're expected to know how to use um, all of the equipment, all of the instruments that are used to make silver and gold, copper, to weave, to uh, crochet, to, uh, to spin gold to make Adonim, to make the krushim, to gold plate things. And uh, how did they do that? How did they make the Kruvim? How did they make uh, all of these very fine vessels? It seems so contrary to what they were trained in. They were trained to make bricks and mortar. That's very, very coarse work. And then all of a sudden they're popping up and they're building these, this beautiful um, artistic structure, which is the Mishkan. So the Ramban is bothered by this. How do they know this? Where did they, where did they find the 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 training for this? You'd have to go to school uh, probably years and years just to be able to to make a you know to make a, a regular silver uh, bowl. Let alone if I would say now make a menorah, make an essert box, make a a pair of uh, Shabbos candlesticks. That's you know it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of artisanship. But they did it right like that. HaKadosh Baruch commands it, and all of a sudden, they're making this beautiful stuff. The Ramban is bothered. Where do they get the know-how from? It's a Pela. Vinehu Pela Adam chacham gadol Isn't it amazing, points out the Ramban, that there could be an Adam chacham gadol. And he knows how to make not only silver. Silver is one major. Gold is another major. Seven, and had a cut, had a chisel stone, the eights and wood, and had a weave and had a, had a sew. Even if you're an apprentice, okay, maybe I could, after a few years, pick up had a crochet. I could pick up had to, to be a, one type of, but I can't do everything. Who's able to do every single type of malacha? Even if you have your Rembrandt, so you know how to paint. So just because he knows how to paint, does that mean that he knows how to use uh, how to make metal, how to make silver, how to make gold? No. If you know how to sew, that's very nice. That's your profession. A tailor or somebody that makes beautiful garments is not a dressmaker. Is not able to auto- automatically start working with metals and and precious gold and and and, and diamonds and and semi precious jewelry. How do, how do they? How did one person, B'tzalel, How was he able to be a master of all of these crafts? <speaking in Spanish> And the people that were used to cement and and uh, and tar and pitch and all of these types of very uh, undesirable type of 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 workmanship. They shouldn't naturally be able to do such fine work. And it's not just that they knew how to use the, uh, the, art, the artisanship that the world knew at that time, but it was much deeper than that. Bitzal wasn't just a great artist. Bitzal wasn't just an architect, an engineer. Sal also had to be a great Kabbalist. He had to know how to, how to be mitzarif, using the ISIS that Shemaim and were created with, that's how he used his Chachma to build all these things. It was, it was much more than a physical project. It was a metaphysical project as well. So how did one person master Nigla, Nistar, and all of the art, art and all of the science that went into building this Mishkan? And guess how old B'tzal was when he did all this? Anyone know how old he was? Thirteen years old, Chazal say that he was he was thirteen years old. So you have a bar mitzvah boy. You know, we're lucky. I'm lucky if my kids are able to learn their, you know, their and their and their parasha. And this guy, this bitzalal, is 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 crushing it. Every single thing he knew how to do, and, and he knew the intricate details behind it, behind the scenes, the Kabbalah, the the Maaseh Shemayim everything, in a bar mitzvah bacher. What's the it, So what's the answer? We, we built up the question. That's what it means. Examine what's going on. Pay attention. Look at what I'm doing here. Look at what's going on, says HaKadosh Baruch This wonder. This wonder. It wasn't B'tzal's natural abilities. I'm the one that's filling him up with all this wisdom. It's not that he's so talented. Don't give him all the credit. HaKadosh Baruch is using him as a cle. Obviously, he had to be great in order to be the, the vessel through which Hakadosh Baruch Hu is filling him with Chachman, Bina, and Das. but there has to be—it's divinely inspired. Whatever Betzalel was able to do is because Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave him that ability to be wise and to be smart and to be intuitive. That's what the Ramban says is the pshat in this pasuk. So, what does it mean, Re'e according to the Ramban? means to observe, like to look back, to, to, uh, to be in awe. That he's, uh, he has a name. What does it mean he has a name? But there's nothing missing in him. He has graduated. He has completed everything that he needed to do in order to be at the level that he is right now says If a tree is growing, let's say I plant a sapling in, in the ground. I go to Home Depot, I buy a little sapling. And it's supposed to be a cedar tree. It's supposed to be someday this humongous tree and it's supposed to grow in a certain way and have shade and have have strength. But until it does that, while it's still like growing as a sapling, you wouldn't say... That's a cedar tree. It's not a cedar tree. Let's say I plant a, a fig tree. It's growing, it's growing. No figs are growing on it yet. It hasn't really developed its full, you know, palms and the, and the lulavim and all of the different parts that go. It's not there yet. Would you call that a, a normal palm tree, a date tree? Not yet. It has to first really blossom and, and, and reach its potential. And then we could call it by its, by its, by its given name. When can you call it the tree? When it comes to completion. When you see it completed, that's when you can give it its final stamp of approval that this is the tree. And the same thing is true with man. When he's not complete, he's still not called by his name yet until he has completely attained that madrega Mamish, he understood everything evan, he knew how to chisel stones. silver, gold, copper, whatever needed to be done. he knew how to deal with everything ki. Who Then he was to be called by his name, his full name. Who is Mashlam a man? So when Akedah finally gave, filled him with all of the necessary chachman, bina, and das. To be the architect of the Mishka, and then and only then can Akharish Baruch say, okay, now I'm able to invoke it, to call him by a name. Up until now, he's not fully Bitzal because he hasn't completed his his mission yet. When he's capable of excelling to the degree that he has graduated, that's when he earns his, his full name. Ruuk Harasi B'Shem doesn't mean a name like everybody every every boy at his bris is given a name. Here we're talking about a name that marks the completion of this person. Well Marshall, Let's say a person is uh, is in medical school and he's going for he wants to be a doctor and he puts in five years of his, six years seven years of his life until he is conferred by the you know the board or whoever it is the school that's giving him the diploma. He might be he might know as much as every other doctor. He might. You know, he might have been in school a very long time, but he's not officially a doctor until he has been given the diploma of, uh, of being a, a doctor. Or, or when the, whatever, the American Medical Association, you know, says that he's passed the right test, he's passed the boards or whatever, then he's a doctor. Up until then he could call himself whatever he wants, but ain't no doctor. He could be very knowledgeable, he, you know, he might be a, a great person to uh, volunteer in a hospital, but he's not a doctor until he's called a doctor. Betzalel was Betzalel maybe beforehand, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu called him with his shame, with a name of Betzalel, only when he's reached perfection, when he's reached that ability to really master everything, and the, the Nigla and the nistar all were his, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, now is the time that I'm conferring the degree on him. I'm giving him the name C. Everybody should be shocked. And awed by the fact that there's a young boy that's able to master everything. His name is Batal Karasi B'shem, and I've I've called him by his name. It's a it's a completion. It's a, a milestone event that I'm I'm now saying he is worthy to be the person to build the Beis Hamikdash, to build the Mishkan Hashem. And This is something that, you know, I think is important for us to uh, consider in our own lives. That we have to um, attain certain madrigas in order to really earn our our reputation, our name. When you're in yeshiva, let's say, so we're we're still young, we're still uh, learning. We're not yet to We're on our way to be a Tamil chacham, but it's important in life that you not fool yourself into, and I'm not saying you, I'm saying all of us. A lot of times, you know, we're, if we're on our way to something, that's tremendous, but sometimes we fool ourselves and we think that we've already attained shleimus, and therefore we don't have to do any more. You know, they're, they're, I heard once, I think, uh, Rapam used to say, that when he was uh, growing up, there was a shul and there was a, a gabai in the shul. And the shul was like very simple Jews. And there was no rav in the shul. And the gabai, you know, he was like the acting rav. But he was, he wasn't, he, hadn't, he had no Torah knowledge. All he knew was the, like the Ezra's Torah calendar. He knew what time Shkia was. He knew what time uh, Seis was. He, he knew a little bit more than everybody else. Everybody's oh, he's the rav. He knew no halacha, he knew, you know, he knew a few men hug him, he knew, uh, he, he, he knew, like, to look ahead of time, like, if you're saying, today's the day that you say and mm-hmm. you don't say and you say t'sakaskha, you don't say t'sakaskha, but, he honestly believed that he was, he's the Rav of the Shul, he was an Ammaritz Minderaisa, but he was, like, he was the Rav, in his own mind, he was the Rav. And a lot of us do that in life. We, you know, if we're, we're in a place and we know more than other people, so we think, oh, we don't have to learn anymore because we're, you know, we made it. We, we, we're, we're there. And obviously that, that's never the case. Never. Anyone that's, that understands what Tyra is all about always feels like a certain sense of incompletion. Because you can't be complete. There's always—I think Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky probably feels that he's not where he should be. Rabbi Shach, we know stories. He definitely, you know, always felt like if he didn't learn, he was going to be an Amoritz. He said that about himself when he was in his eighties, in his nineties. His gadol Godladar resh But he felt like if I don't learn, I'm going to be an Amoritz. That's what we call a person, a Talmud Chacham. A Talmud Chacham means you're the student of a Chacham. You're never a Chacham. Svaradim, so you know, say Chacham, but by Ashkenazim at least, there's no concept of it, you're a Chacham. Chacham, you know, Chacham means that you made it. We don't want to make it. That's not our, our goal in life is not to, to graduate. We don't want to graduate. We want to always be in a constant process of growing and learning. And, and that's a beautiful thing. It's not an insult. If somebody would say to me, you know you, don't know, uh, you know, you don't know everything. I say, of course I don't know everything. Who knows everything? It's impossible to know everything. The Torah is so vast. I mean, you know, we have a, if you, look, you know, take a walk around the base Madish and look at all the svarim lining the walls of the base Madish, and you think, wow, this, uh, you know, if I would know everything in the base Madish, then I'd be a Tamil Chacham. Really? It's a very small library that we have. This isn't, this is, this is some svarim, but, you know, you can go into certain libraries and you'll have literally a thousand times as many sarm as we have in the Space Matters. A thousand. And there's never an end. There's no, there's no end to Tyra. But before we confer ourselves, the shame, we say, okay, I'm it. This is it. I'm good. I'm good enough. If a person ever says about himself, I'm good enough, then he obviously you know, never really learned Musr, he never learned taira. he doesn't understand what taira is all about. Bitzalel HaKadosh Baruch Hu, gave him a, a mission, and so he filled up his gas tank with all of the Chach bina Das that he could ever possibly contemplate in order to, to do this, in order to do this job that needed to be done at this point in history. But for us to say, okay, I'm made, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Adma Sholem because I I did this. I I, I learned this mesecta, and I uh, I got smicha. Even smicha is, a, smicha is is a wonderful thing, but it's a first step in a in a in a lifetime of learning. It's not a, It's not a, We don't believe like you know you graduate and therefore you get your degree and, and now you're equipped to be, be. You know the joke was that when in the old days when Ramesha was alive, Ramesha Feinstein, so every rub that was given smicha, every person that passed the smicha test. On the back of the cloth, on the back of the diploma of the smich was Hermesha Feinstein's number. You know, you're not right to Paskin Major Shilas. You know, if it's in the Mishnah and you know it, fine. But, like, to, you know, you think just because you get Smicha, now you can Paskin, uh, you know, Dini nifashis. You can, somebody calls you about a kidney transplant or a heart transplant or, a, you know, a Chil Shabbos or whatever. These are major questions. These are, the, you have to be somebody of great, you know, great breadth and, and depth and direh and that's a beautiful thing this isn't like to get us depressed and oh, you're right I'll always be in Amaretz we have to learn we have to learn we have to realize that there's so much more to learn I think one of, I, I forgot who, who used to say this but there's a story about a, a person who, uh, who married a, he had a, a very wealthy guy he lived in a town and he married his daughter off to, a, to an aspiring Tamil Chacham and before he did, he went to the reshiva of this Bachar's yeshiva, and he says, tell me a little bit about this boy. I'm looking for a real Talmud Chacham. He says, yeah, he's unbelievable. He shtig, he learns, you know, 20 hours a day, and he's a he chazer, and he's a bucky, and he's a lamdin." He says, okay, that's good. I, I want him for my daughter. And the shidduch was made. They get married, and uh, the father-in-law moves him to his town, away from the yeshiva. Now he's living under his roof, and he's living in... And his job was to sit and learn. So the first week he was sitting and learning Taka, you know, 20 hours. The next week he started all of a sudden learning 18 hours a day. And then he started learning 14 hours a day. Before you know it, a couple of months later, he's learning like two, Dafyemi uh, and whatever, and one extra hour, and that's it. And the rest of the time he was just goofing off, and his father-in-law says, what's going on with you? He says, what do you mean what's going on He says, you know, well, you started off learning 18 hours a day, when I when you married my daughter, you were learning twenty hours a day, and and now you're learning two hours a day. Like that's not what it, what we had in mind. He says, "What are you complaining about?" He says, "In this town, I'm still learning double than the biggest than the biggest Balabas in this town. The 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 biggest he he learns an hour a day. I'm learning two hours a day. So don't be happy. You got a son-in-law that's learning more. So the guy says, "Do you think I married? I agreed that my daughter should marry you because you." To stack up against the Amaratzim in this town, this town, what, what are you, you're comparing, you 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 come from the big yeshivas, the big city, and you know you're you came so highly recommended. You're, I want you to learn twenty hours a day. What you who are you comparing yourself to? And a lot of times we do this. We're um, sometimes guys in yeshiva like they stay here too long, and they uh, and, and you know and they they and they're they're taka the biggest Amorachachem in the base matters but. And they think, okay, that's great. So I'm, I'm, I'm resting on my laurels. Okay, you know, let's throw you into Lakewood. Go to Panovich. There you're nothing. You're, 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 you know, you're, you're a small fish in a big pond. Here you're a big fish in a small pond. And that's, it's good for a certain period of time. But there comes a point that you have to realize that when it's too comfortable for you, then you've got to up your game a little bit. You've got you to step it up. You don't step it down. And throughout life, we have to make sure that no matter where we are and what we do, uh, even if we're the biggest Hamel in the town, so what? HaKadosh Baruch is not judging us by the locals, the local yokels in the town. You've got to produce based on your own abilities. You have to keep on upping your game. B'Tzalel was called B'Shame, but we're not, we're not there yet. When we could be called b'shema, like, Hakadosh Baruch Hu said, "Okay, you're perfect." That's when we could start, you know, feeling really, really like Atam al And until then, even if we're we're the best guy in our shir, or we're the best guy in the in the neighborhood that we come from, that's that's just a fake, you know that that that's uh, that, that's artificial. That 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 makes us feel like we're really good. But Hakadosh uh, Baruch expects more from us always feels that we could do more, and he's not ready yet to confer you with the shame. The shame is when you're complete. when we get older and we shteig and we're really like you know amazing, then Hakedishbaruchu will call us by shame. But until then, we have to always strive to make ourselves bigger and better and 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 a bigger lamdin, more chazara, more yedias, halacha, musr, to be in to be insatiable with. Uh, for for knowledge, for Chachma, Hakadosh Hu is helping us. But he's not. We're not yet Betsal. To be Betsal, you have to be able to uh, be filled completely by Hakadosh Baruch Hu, with Das, with Chachma, with Tuna, and we're on our way. And that way may be forever and ever. The journey of to real wisdom is forever. And never pat yourself on the back to it. You should pat yourself on the back feeling good that you're learning Baruch Hashem. But never get into that state of mind that I've graduated from Tyra I did I've done enough. Now I have to go to work. Cause, uh, you know, I did it. Now I finished my smicha. There's nothing else for me to learn. I'm done. I've made a seam on shas. Went through dafyaymi for seven and a half years. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging up my hat. That does, that, that applies in the world of, uh, you know, in, in the world, in the secular world, you get your CPA, you never have to maybe take some continuing ed, you know, courses throughout your life, but you're done. You don't have to stay in school. When it comes to Torah, you're never done. There's always more to learn. There's always more to chazer. There's more, always more to, to gain and to, to think and to process and to, and to sharpen your skills. There's never an end to that. And that's a beautiful thing. That's what we want. We want to be endlessly uh, engrossed in, in the Torah Kodesha.